Welcome to the Community Ultra Speaking Podcast. And today we have a fabulous, fabulous Benjamin. And I actually want to start right going into the essence because Ben is very much about the essence. <laughs> and I want to ask him, what do you think is the essence of ultra speaking? Mm. Well, first, thank you, Ganga, for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And um, you're doing a great job with all you're doing in ultra speaking. I would have to say the essence of ultra speaking. I would probably lean to learning and being comfortable being yourself as the essence. I like that. So can you then take me a little bit back into your journey? Like how you discovered that and how did you come up to that essence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, today is a special day for me where uh, Ganga and I are recording this on July 2nd. So I don't know exactly when this is going to air, but this is uh, my 12 year anniversary when I first started preaching full time. So I started preaching full time back in 2009. I've always been one where I try my best to improve in some shape or form. So I think I heard about uh, ultra learning on a podcast. I want to say it was Tim Ferriss. It may have been someone else's. So I bought the book and that's where I first read about Michael and Tristan. So um, I, I just had not had the opportunity, the timing, um, finances were never right to get out to California to actually you know, work with them in person. But with the pandemic last year and the free sessions that they were taking, I had their newsletter, I, I got their newsletter. So that's how it opened the door for me. That's how I got into it. So um, July 24th will be uh, the first time I had my, my first coaching session or uh, did a coaching session. Uh, that was actually with uh, Michael. So July is a big month for me. Um, July 17th was when I decided to uh, stop using notes and writing outlines for my for my sermons. And that really has trickled over to a variety of other aspects uh, of my life as well, where I still do a lot of preparation. I still do a lot of studying, uh, depending on what I'm doing, but um, really trying to lean into that completely where I can stay in the moment and be confident with what I've already prepared and studied and and uh, know that uh, I'll be able to, to to rise to the occasion in that moment and to 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 perform and to do what I need to do. Fabulous. But can you still zoom in a little bit? What you said that it's basically being comfortable being yourself. Mm. Which in that statement, we don't even have the word speaking. Mm, yeah. Well, it's interesting, Ganga, because, and I guess you could look at it in a lot of different ways. So I think you're right. I think we have to define it a little bit more. I think one of the issues when it comes to speaking and being yourself is that many times people feel like they have to perform or they feel like they have to speak like someone else. So for example, way before I ever started preaching full time, uh, I would fill in and, and, and preach. I had no idea what I was doing. I was still working for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals at the time, but I could look at my preacher at that time. And so I would try to mimic him quite a bit. So that wasn't really me, right? Even though that was, it was an example I could follow. So as I have gotten comfortable throughout the years, I had two mentors. 
I went through a, a preacher training program. So every Friday in this big auditorium in Southeast Texas, I would have to present my lesson like I was going to do it on Sunday with two guys. And uh, they typically had a sheet of paper and a red pen. And sometimes they would nod their head yes in agreement. And sometimes they would nod their head no, like, what are you doing up there? This is so terrible. So, you know, I could look to them as examples, but I still had to be myself. So for me, really understanding how do I speak? Uh, what is my normal way of speaking? Am I actually comfortable in my own skin to, to talk and to laugh? Um, I have a big voice. Uh, I have a loud laugh at times. So little things like that, I think, you know, being yourself. Uh, not everybody, you know, we practice like the conductor and getting to a 10. Well, not everybody's 10 is the same. And not everybody's five is the same. So we don't have to be someone else. Uh, we don't, you know, in the sense of speaking like someone else or feeling like, well, this is, this is what has made them successful. So I guess I need to do it exactly like them. And I think we see that a lot today with, you know, everybody wants to be successful. So people read, okay, what are these millionaires and billionaires doing in the morning to be successful? And how do they work out to be successful? Well, there's not necessarily that one exact way. And so when I talk about the essence of being comfortable with yourself, I think that's kind of touching on it, where you get comfortable with, all right, I may not always be the best at telling jokes in the moment. Some people can do that and they can, you know, it can just happen very naturally, but that's okay. So uh, we all have our talents, so to speak. And so making sure that we uh, get comfortable with those and really lean into them. Fabulous. I love that subject. I, I can totally relate to that, that just somehow being able to speak changes something inside of us. Mm -hmm. But but if you think about the principles that we go through in ultra speaking, mm -hmm. which one do you think really tap into you being able to be comfortable with yourself. And it's, if I understand correctly, it's not even like that you solidified it, but it's almost like even exploring yourself and keep exploring and being comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great question. I would say I'm, uh, there's one thought that immediately came to mind. One of the things that really helped me was rapid fire analogies, triple step, there was a moment last year, Ganga, and I think it was either in June or July, may have been in July, where uh, I was in a group with Michael. There was a couple other people. We had to put together a two or three minute talk, and it was about 30 seconds before I was going to go, and I had no idea what I was going to say. I had put together a thought. I did not like it at all, and so I just I threw it out, and then when it was time for me to go, I just I just went. So when it comes to me being comfortable, I think those kinds of games like rapid fire analogies, triple step, really, and I, I do think, I know you use the term solidified, I, I think it did solidify, sometimes we have to be reminded that, you know what, we can do this. So I had been speaking for a number of years already, but getting comfortable with everything doesn't have to be perfect. I know that even though everything is not fully prepared, that I can still, I can still give something. I can still be in that moment, and I can feel comfortable enough in my in my knowledge, in my you know skill set, to know that I can still deliver. So those games enhanced all of that, helped me to have even more confidence 
And that was a moment where and I texted her, I emailed Michael and I said, that was a really big moment um, for me because it just, it just helped me to see I can do this. And um, I was, I don't know, I, he's the only one that may know this and my wife, Nikki knows this, but uh, it was after that session, I was so excited. Um, I was dancing in my office because it was just, it felt like a breakthrough moment. And uh, the next day when I was working out, I got emotional thinking about it, you know, because um, I had started this journey with Ultra Speaking last March. And so I'd been working on this and working on this and pushing and pushing. So I was crying on the Peloton bike uh, just because I was so excited, like, man, that was really good. And the feedback and, and what I saw I was able to do with hardly any preparation just helped me to kind of push through and kind of put that stamp of approval on it. Thank you so much. For sure. <laughs> you always make me cry just listening to you yeah. speaking about this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, Ganga, where, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about games and we're talking about some things we probably wouldn't talk in a normal day, you know, with some of the prompts and things like that. But it does seem to be, you know, hitting us both, you know, at a, at a deeper level and not just the two of us, but so many other people where, it's, it's almost like it's unlocking some kind of key or unlocking something in our minds where, yeah, you can do this. And there is actually more room for you to grow because so many times we think, and I don't know if you felt this way, that, you know, I can never do this. I can never speak in front of people or I could never, you know, just give an impromptu presentation or something like that. So it is interesting how uh, there are at times so many emotions that that happened, you know, as we are practicing or talking or reflecting upon uh, what we've experienced. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. And I think when I mentioned the term that like maybe not solidified, but I feel it's like for me, yoga journey never stops. Like mm -hmm. the more I learn about this, the more I just fascinated by the whole notion. And the more I get experienced in this, the more I know that there's even more in this. So the same I feel with speaking, like the more it improves, the, the more I explore myself and what it feels to be me, I know there's more, but it comes not from lack of or like feeling negating myself, but more of actually abundance and presence. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, that feeling I can do this. Like when you were in that Peloton bike, do you think you applied it to some other areas of your life? Like we're speaking of just speaking, but when you felt like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I definitely think there's like this overflow with respect to confidence. I think so much of this, you know, when you feel comfortable speaking and knowing that, okay, this is how I speak. Um, you know, this is, this is my, my true voice, so to speak. I'm not trying to, to mimic or anything else like that. That's where the confidence really increases. So I think naturally you just have more confidence in, in everything. So for me, it wasn't just with the games or with the coaching sessions, you know, that I was a part of, but it, it had a direct impact on my, on my work, my full-time work, you know, so whether I was teaching a Bible class or teaching on Sundays, um, it didn't matter if I wasn't fully prepared by Friday, um, you know, not bragging or anything, but uh, I knew, okay, you know, it, it will come to me. You know, so just making sure that I study and prepare 
So it definitely had a big influence. And it's interesting too, Ganga, uh, it had an influence on my family. Um, my son, my wife played the games, my sister, Tanya, uh, she's a part of the ultra speaking community. She's gone through fundamentals. She's gone through beyond fundamentals, which was uh, ultra pod. So yeah, it's definitely had this ripple effect where people can see and now they're interested. And so they want to take part as well. I love it. I, I love when there is a ripple effect and we can yeah. see other people mm -hmm. blossom. So I would think that that also extends into your coaching. Mm. So being, when you coach, what do you think you look for the most? Or like, what is the most rewarding for you in that? Hmm. Well, I love to, you know, sometimes coaching can almost be like a puzzle where, you know, if you're meeting someone for the first time and there was a lot of intimidation there when I first got started, because, you know, sometimes we can be intimidated by a person's title or position. But what I'm learning is that we all struggle in some area. We all have these same challenges. We all, all have these same aspirations. But for me, it's almost like solving a puzzle. So trying to identify, okay, how can I help this person move forward? And so they have to do the work, but if I can give them that insight to unlock maybe what's holding them back or that conflict that may be in their mind. So that's what, that's what excites me. I was telling my wife recently, you know, I love to be able to identify like structure in someone's presentation or talk or to see someone leap from point A to point B. So one of the things that I try to do at the end of each coaching session, for the most part, is ask the client. Do you feel like you improved from where we started to where you are today? And if they haven't, then I have to figure out, okay, how can I improve to help them improve? So it's rewarding to see people move forward and to see people break through uh, certain walls. I can totally relate. Now being in fundamentals again and to see people light up mm -hmm. is just... It is so fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if there is someone new to all of this and maybe they're listening and they think, yeah, well, it's you, but really I'm just a different case. Like I have a panic attack when I think I need to speak. What would be your advice? First, welcome to the club. Second, get started immediately and you will be satisfied that you did and thankful that you did. Thank you so much, Benjamin. It was you, absolute pleasure to talk to you. I love exploring the subjects together. You always have such beautiful insights. Thank you, Ganga. I appreciate the kind words. And thank you for joining us in the Community Ultra Speaking Podcast.